everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the ZX Spectrum Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Godoy, and today the game I'll be talking about and reviewing is Steve Davis Snooker. Now, before I carry on with the podcast and uh, talk, tell you about the game itself and review it and give you my memories, I want to quickly just mention a few things then. So I've had a few months off from doing this podcast since I think just before the new year. And reason being is just been a little bit busy doing the other podcasts I do, like Get to the Chopper and the Andy Godoy Show, a good film, bad film. And uh, it's just been trying to find the time, but I will try and do this podcast now at least once a month and maybe a little bit more if I do have the time. Also, just to let you know, you can follow me on Twitter at the ZX podcast and on Instagram I am the ZX Spectrum podcast and also I've just started a Patreon as well and that's if you feel like helping out at uh, making a donation you're more than welcome to things like that will actually help me uh, cover the cost of running these shows anyway let's get talking about the amazing artwork so um here we go. So Steve Davis Snooker is based on the legend himself and Mr. Steve Davis looking all sort of like, look, he's eyeing up that ball there. I love the cover art. It was simple. It caught my eye and I had to buy it. And the reason being is um, I've got to go into like a little bit of a story here is because when I was younger, I used to watch snooker with my dad. That was just something we used to do. He used to love snooker. And sadly, my dad's no longer with us anymore. He died when I was 14. But um I've got great memories of actually um, watching snooker, also playing this game. Now, I'll talk a little bit more about that in one second, but I do want to talk about this amazing loading screen. So again, the loading screen, it's simple but effective. It says blue ribbon, Steve Davis, his signature there, and he looks like he's missing one eye in this. But you know, that's him just concentrating over the table. And if memory serves me right, this was one of the ZX Spectrum games that really didn't take more than about three to four minutes to load. Not even that, I think about three minutes at max, really. But again, once it started loading up on my screen, I was like, yep, it works. You know, I'm all about my loading screens. And I used to just sit there in anticipation. So here we go. CDS Microsystem presents Steve Davis Snooker, 1984. And I believe it was Mike Lamb that actually did this. Um, let's have a little uh, think about this then. Yeah, I think he did actually. Now, the reason why I love this game so much, it probably is my favorite snooker game. Um, it's because the nostalgia. Nostalgia plays such a magical thing, you know, like a strong sort of like force when it comes to sort of games. I've played other snooker games and stuff like that, but this, honestly, I've got such great memories. So, okay, you've got four different sort of control systems there, and I will talk about the control systems actually in a little bit, actually. You've got keyboard, you've got Kemston, you've got the cursor keys, and then you've got interface two. Now, if you plug the joysticks into port one and port two, obviously port two is interface two, the controls are six, seven, eight, nine, and zero. So six, seven is left and right, eight and nine up and down, zero is fire. And if you're a player one, uh, you could use the other joystick, but it also had an effect on the keyboard, which was one and two left and right, three and four up and down, and five to um, press fire, basically. So, okay, here we go. Game options. you got one or two players, and this game definitely is best in two-player. Cursor, sound on or off. For memory and nostalgia, I've left it on because I'm a sucker for punishment. 
And then we've got a long game or short game. I always used to go for long game because it's more realistic, really. And then you've got QR speech on and off. Now, I never had um, the QR speech attachment thing for it, so I never really appreciated it. I've not really tried it on emulation, actually, so I should give it a go. So here we go. Let's look at the graphics here, then. The graphics simple but effective you know there have been loads of other sort of like snooker games since then that i've played you know i've played games um you know on the amiga and on the mega drive jimmy white's world win snooker played a few pool games and things like that on other consoles as well but this is always my favorite and again, I think it is down to nostalgia. I just love how simple it is, you know, like a green for the cloth there. And obviously you've got that red for the sort of like um, the bumpers there on the side. Um, although I've got to admit, it is kind of hard to see the green ball sometimes. The green ball, if it does get close to another ball, will color clash and it will affect it. But it's no real biggie. You know, you just have to keep an eye out on what you're doing. And uh, the brown ball sometimes does get mistaken for a red ball. So anyway, once you uh, hit a ball, you can select the color you want with the interface 2 or the joystick. And, you know, like I said, 6 and 7 is like, 6 would be pink, 7 would be uh, black. Uh, depending on the way you move, I've, now I've gone for yellow, and yellow is 2. So if I had moved that on the joystick, I would have moved that right. Now, when I used to play two players with my dad, uh, I used to cheat. You know, he would be trying to sort of like go for like one of the black balls or the pink balls. And I would just hit a ball on the screen that I know that he wouldn't be able to do it. And he had no idea that the joystick actually had an effect on the way you control it. I mean, my dad wasn't a gamer. He really wasn't. But um, he played this game because he really enjoyed it. And I just got so many great memories of doing that, you know. This is why this game is so special to me. And again, big shout out to the programmers that made this. You know, it's just it's such a fun game. And it's a game I still play to this day. Now, I'm playing one player here because I'm Billy No Mates today. I'm playing this by myself. And when you do do this, basically, you go via a point system. So every time you um, sort of like miss a go or you don't get one in, you get a point uh, to the computer control player. Obviously, if you mess up, you get it's like a, a foul. It's like a four point. Um, but it's, it's still really enjoyable, you know, but this game is definitely best played with two players, you know, but <laughs> if I was to play it now, I'd play it really honestly, you know, no messing around. All right. So again, what I like about this then, so it's the, the control system, the interface system is so easy, you know, you move your uh, little cursor around, it makes that beautiful sound, it's like music to my ears. Some people hate it, but I like it. I, I, It's just, again, memories, nostalgia. So I'm not very good at this, as you can see, guys, I'm absolutely terrible. So you select your ball, uh, you can sort of like um, add, add some power, add some spin to it, again, simple and this is what i like about it now i think i did originally play this first game um on the commodore 64 but i just couldn't quite get into it i just thought it just moved around too fast and uh, just the balls were too small the amstrad version i thought was pretty decent but my best version is this version here i just think it works well controls you know controls well let's see if i can get this one here so if i just try and get it on the side there Hopefully I should do a trick, maybe a bit of, there we go, and, <laughs> uh, no, foul, I hit the wrong ball then, I'm terrible at this, I suppose it's kind of hard to um, play and talk at the same time, um, 
it's just one of those things. It's it is tough, really. Um, one day I will try and do uh, like a little high score challenge on this. Like, what's the highest break you can actually do? So please comment that on the uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, what how what's your highest break on this? And if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're probably uh, listening to this on uh, Facebook, the Get to the Chopper group, which I highly recommend that everyone does check out. It's a great place to talk about games. We talk about movies from the 80s. We talk about TV shows and just random cool stuff. And everyone's really down to earth and really, really nice. So, yeah, guys, I'm so happy I'm doing this uh, game review here again. Uh, I'm not doing great on this game, though. But again, you know, it is... I wouldn't say it's tough. It's just I'm trying to master the angles, really. Maybe I should actually use a ruler and try and do it that way. Is that cheating? I'm not too sure. But again, like I said, everything's clean. Everything's there. There's no music. And again, you don't need music. What sort of music would you have on a snooky game? You know, you don't really need anything like that. The sound effect, although can be a little bit annoying, is a slight improvement on the uh, game that came out beforehand, which was Pool, which uh, was just like sort of like a prequel to this game. The sound effects was a little bit more OTT, but I think this, you know, just turn down the volume a little bit and you, you can enjoy this. It's a game you can still play to this day, and it's one of the reasons why I still really enjoy it, you know. It's just so playable. Maybe I'm when my little girl gets a little bit older, we can play this game, but this is how I learned to play snooker, was playing this game, and then it was always great watching sort of like snooker on the TV with my dad, you know, watch all the legends like Steve Davis... Uh, Alex Higgins, uh, Jimmy White, um, Cliff Thornton, Dennis Taylor. Dennis Taylor was the one with the glasses that looked like they were upside down. Oh, snooker players were legends back then. I don't think they, they've got like uh, big names like that. They, they, they felt like rock stars back in the day, you know. I'm not doing too good at this. But again, um, I'm going to start reviewing this game now. So graphics, simple. I'll give them like... Like a three, and I'll give them a four out of five. They're very simple considering when the game came out, what year. I think they're very effective. There's a lot of things going on at screen, and everything moves at a decent pace. Obviously, there is Color Clash because it's a ZX Spectrum game. And again, I really enjoy a bit of Color Clash, actually. You know, it's just what I grew up with, really. Okay, uh, sound very limited. Uh, but again, if you had to cure a speech, and I've listened to it, uh, on YouTube, on someone's video, it's really quite impressive. So, um, if with a curious speech on, it would probably get a five out of five. Actually, without it, probably just like a, a two. But where this game really excels is in the gameplay. Um, like I said, one player, the game overall, I'd probably score it like um, probably like a, a three out of five, three and a half out of five. But when you're playing this with two, um, you know, with two players and you're very competitive, you could find yourself playing this for a good couple of hours. And this game is like a, a five out of five, for, you know, if you're playing this with two players. And again, you know, I think that's what I'm going to score. It. I'm going to score this game a five out of five because even more modern games, say like Street Fighter 2, as great as it is in one player mode two-player mode that game is fantastic you know so you know it's always better if you're playing with a friend you know so i'm just concentrating a little bit there 
Yeah, I also do want to mention then, so next uh, time I do this episode of the ZX Spectrum, uh, the podcast, I will be talking about a new ZX Spectrum game. It's a game called Gluff, and that was sent to me uh, by Jamie at BitmatSoft. Really, really appreciate that. Looking forward to actually reviewing this. So I've had a go. I cannot wait to try uh, Gluff. And again, this is one of the things I love about the ZX Spectrum is there's so many new games coming out for it, you know, it's, just, it's crazy when you think that this, you know, computer came out in the early 80s and what we are in the, what, 2020 now? And it's just like crazy that people still make games, games that are just amazing, you know? And get the, it's not just one game. It's like about, what, 20 games a year. And then you've got the ZX Spectrum next. It's just the Specky's going to live forever, you know? Long live Color Clash. That did sound a bit wrong, actually. <laughs> no, but um, this is the whole reason why I've done the podcast because... Um, admittedly, I emulate, you know, I, I just haven't, I had to sell my Spectrum, not enough room in my gaming room. Didn't want to do it, but I had to do it, you know. So anyway, thanks very much. I've been Andy Goddard. See you next time. Goodbye.